Ready check radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, what's up, what's up, Internet? It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, it is time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, as always. And uh, if you're here joining us live in chat, thank you so much. Awesome. Very, very kind of you. We'll be sure to throw your opinions in. If you can't make it, if you couldn't make it live today, but you want to in the future, head on over to readycheckradio.com. All the socials, including Twitch, are in the upper right-hand corner, and you can follow and reply on all of them. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast platforms, we appreciate it. Hit a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe, and notifications, comments, all that fun stuff that helps the show grow and be recommended to others. And you can do that, too. Recommend it to others if you like what we do here. Thank you so much. We've got a lot of gaming news to cover today, so I think we just get right down to it. Joining me to do it, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, sir? Hello, hello. How are you? I, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. Good. That's good. How about you? Been busy. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Very busy. How's I, the... Uh, haven't, I haven't even had time to shave. How's the, so. the goosing and the ducking? Oh, keeping me busy. Keeping me busy. It's fun. A lot of fun. A lot of... I, I, I can't ask for a better company, honestly, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just you I got no I, follow I up. <laughs> He's like, I got nothing. I, I got no, nothing. I have a blast. Like it, it's so it's so great to work for something you enjoy doing, you know. Like I don't want to say it doesn't feel like work because there's definitely a lot of aspects that feel like work. And I hate when people say, Oh, it doesn't feel like work. But it kind of does. Yeah, well, I mean, you know? there's always like, elements, yeah. Always elements. In, in certain aspects, but you know, for sure. Also joining us, Mr. Troy Blackburn, the noob fridge himself. What's up, sir? Came this close to wearing the same hoodie for the third straight show this week, and I was like, <laughs> "Let me just take this off." Like, I haven't been showered. Zone this I week. haven't showered for a week and a half, but I probably shouldn't <laughs> look like I haven't showered. For a week and a half. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how that's how I I came to be known as the the blue shirt on my stream. Yeah, yeah. it was like I own like seven of those shirts. And it's like I ended up wearing them like two or three days like in a row. Someone seven it out. blue t-shirts and 14 pink hats. They're like, do you ever change your shirt? So then I bought twice as many shirts and <laughs> I legitimately just started wearing them all the time now. Why not? Why not? It's the only shirt I wear on the stream. I have like five monitors. I streamed. <laughs> I have it busted my chops because I did uh, jump into some Dead Space remake last night. Man, is that good? I mean, we got a, we got a lot of stuff. You know what? Gentlemen, I'm just feeling. I'm just feeling like things in the gaming world just like they're just not fun lately. And we kind of touched on this two weeks ago. We had the developer direct this week, right? Bethesda, mm -hmm. Xbox showing off some cool stuff. They did their Forza, which I'm sure is going to be very, very good. Uh, mm. Their Minecraft Legends stuff, which if you're into that, it's probably got you pretty happy. Redfall, I think. Troy and I spent quite a bit of time on MMO Bomb uh, Always Online podcast last night 
uh, checking out the, the talking about Redfall and Elder Scrolls Online. So, like, if you want in-depth opinions about those and what we're pumped for, what we like, and what we think they may have missed the mark on, check out the Always Online podcast on MMOBomb.com. I mean, that was that was cool stuff, right? And but then, like, Xbox is down sales-wise, and Phil Spencer was talking about like last year. You know, they 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 had some big releases, and this year they just didn't. Uh, and they got to change that. And what's really concerning, maybe for trends and sales analysis, people is hardware is down. You know, hard, software you expect to be down if you don't have the releases, but hardware's down, and that's pretty early in the life cycle of new consoles to be down. I mean, that's just down, 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 and oh my. God. Like the lyrics you know, of Blink-182 song. Justin Roiland is, you know, bounced from Adult Swim and he resigns from Squanch Games over the stuff we talked about a couple of weeks ago and just down, down, down. I got these show notes, guys. Dead Space came out. The reviews are doing good. The game's a lot of fun so far. There's a lot of familiar yet new. It looks beautiful. I streamed some of it last night on a whim. I got these show notes and I sent them to you and all those things. And I don't want to talk about any of them. <laughs> like, I'm feeling down. Yeah. I spent like an hour and a half putting the show notes together, getting the necessary links. And all right, the guys will be, you know, how do we make the Redfall and Elder Scroll portion a little different? Cause sometimes there's like the developer direct, right? Troy, it's a big thing. I got to cover it when there's multiplayer stuff on MMO bomb. I got to cover it here. Otherwise it's like, did you guys sleep through the biggest stream video game thing this week? How do we make it a little different though? I don't like saying the same things on both shows or having the guests do that. And they just, okay, here's the angle we'll take on it. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to, do you want to do something different? You, wanna, you guys want to do something like like you guys have no idea that the show is going to go this way. So like I got to get your well, Lord, what are you thinking? I got to get your buy in. But maybe we do something different. Like maybe we Intrigued? just talk about games and have some fun. I mean, that's that? what they're supposed to be, right? What's fun? Like, let's just talk about <laughs> games. Like, what, Troy, what's your personal favorite game of all time? Like, it doesn't matter if it was an NES game and you just, it's got so much nostalgia and love for you that it is the best game on your list, even though it is leagues away from being in the top 1,000 anymore. Like, what is your favorite game of all time? Oh, man, the one I was probably the most invested in ever, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Really? Yeah, on the PS2, man, I was I was super freaking into that game. I played that game to death. Uh, to this day, I probably don't have anything that touches the amount of hours I put into San Andreas. What what pushed San Andreas over the the like obviously GTA three and and some of the others? It's just the I got a PS2 when it came out, and I had I had full time access to it. I bought the game. I bought I bought the PlayStation, and I was able to play it. Before that, I didn't always have a console. Um, I would play over at friends' houses and stuff like that. And I just I picked up a PlayStation for my birthday that year, and I bought a handful of games. And San Andreas was the one that sucked me in, man. Something about that that world, and you know, being part of the gang. But there's all this inner turmoil within the gang, 
and then the the crooked police and the and the and the stories within that game they were great they were told excellently except for the train mission fuck that train mission <laughs> <laughs> well now I, I am that guy every time i see somebody post about that that stupid train mission i'm like yep that was me that was me absolutely <laughs> throwing my controller over that stupid train mission to Cal saying it might be 14 for me, but it, maybe that's some recency bias. That's fine. So if you remove that, probably Final Fantasy 10 or River City Ransom or Star Fox mm. 60. River City Ransom was the shit, man. Go barrel roll. Yeah, on the the uh, NES, man. River City Ransom. Just bop, 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 bop. Love that game. Love that. And of course, Star Fox is a classic. What about you, Dom? Like, what's your. The one for you. I, I think I think I've talked about this uh, actually one time on this show before. Uh, was uh, uh, a game by Konami uh, called Shadow of Destiny uh, in the U.S. I believe it was I on PS Two. I can picture the box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was called Shadow of Memories. Everywhere else but the U.S. Um, it was it was a Konami game dealt with time travel. Uh, you at the very start of the game you get murdered. And yeah. uh, you go to like some like um, limbo kind of area and you get this uh, digipad and uh, you can time travel uh, to the point of your death. And the whole point of the game is to stop yourself from dying uh, and everything you do. Just you keep dying right after you fix it. Yeah. So like at the start of the game, you get stabbed in the back. So you do something to prevent yourself from getting stabbed in the back. A little bit later, somebody jumps out from behind a tree and stabs you. You go back. 200 years before the tree was planted and stopped the tree from being planted. Uh, it's a game that has a lot of different paths you could take and whatever you do affects the outcome. I think it was one of the very first fully voiced games in this kind of gameplay style that I ever played, which I think is why I have so much attachment to it. Um, and uh, the uh, one of the lead characters is uh, actually voiced by Charles Martinet, the voice of uh, Mario. Mario, yeah. Uh, and it's a voice that you would never even recognize. You would never hear, like, even now, like, you can pull the voice up on YouTube and listen to it. The The character's name is Homunculus, uh, and you would never even be like, that's Charles Martinet. You would never be able to recognize I still it. have my copy of that. Yeah, I do too. I, it was great. Uh, Baron Vagabond, by the way, chiming in with Sly Cooper series, all three of them. I spent way too many hours in the first Sly Cooper <laughs> like way too many hours that might be I mean you know N64 and Super Mario 64 uh, aside that might mm -hmm. be like one of the games that I spent the most time just like grinding the collectibles everywhere was the original Sly uh yeah, yeah. man Shadow Death. I mean, like I think we could t not that we should but I think like we each have probably our own crazy like game of every genre that's going to be so like wildly different you know like like a platformer versus like a, a you know adventure game or yeah whatever. oh yeah oh yeah but yeah I, I i think i have to go with the original legend of zelda like that's going back to the nes days mm. i mean at that time like i have my dad had an atari right because i was born in 81 so if you think about that the north american uh, video game crash was 83, right? And so yep. when we hit 85, 86, 87, um, my dad had an Atari still. So I did get to play Atari, but I was playing video games 
after you really couldn't get Atari stuff in stores anymore. Like, this was a classic thing my dad had in the basement. And Commodore 64 gaming and stuff like that. The NES, playing Mario, you know, and a couple other games uh, as a kid was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, you beat the level, beat the level, beat the level, beat the level. Zelda was the first one that was like, okay. Screen opened up. Go. Like, <laughs> um, okay, go where? Yeah, yeah, that. No, no, I mean, go where? Yeah, 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 just go. <laughs> just just go. Uh, and then Link to the Past, yeah, further, like, refined that formula. And it was just, so I think that was absolutely probably my favorite game of all time, if I have to pick just one. I'm trying to think, though, like, back in the NES days, what was, like, the retail price for games back then? Wasn't it at like somewhere between like forty and yeah, it was 40 between bucks. forty and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I remember buying personally uh, Super Nintendo games because I would have mm-hmm. like my little. I, I set bowling pins on Friday night. My brother and Chat Havoc and I, we set bowling pins for a senior citizens duck pin bowling league every mm-hmm. Friday night in in a four alley bowling alley that didn't have automatic pin setters. And and then we do that Friday night, and then Saturday morning we would like take the bus into downtown and go to uh, a comic book store, or we would take two buses to get to the closest mall and you know go shop there. So I remember buying one or two Super Nintendo games, and they were you know save up fifty five dollars and go buy them, and you had enough for tax, right? <laughs> like that was that was the whole thing. Do I have enough for bus fare home? And buying it? No, I guess I'm gonna walk the six miles to the mall, buy the game, and then take the bus home. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, yeah. Zelda. What about the, here? Here's a good one for you. What about the game that, like, when you played it the first time, whether it was six months ago or when you were ten years old? What about the game you played, Dom, for the first time? That whether you liked the game or not, it blew your mind. Like when you saw it, you were like this is it. Like, video games aren't going to get any better looking, better sounding, like, more intricate. Like, yeah, there's I mean, no that way it gets any all the better time, than that. But I, I, I will say my first experience with that was probably Mario 64. You know, like, that very first time you boot it up and the, you, the camera spins around you, and, you know, you look at it now and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? But back then, it was like, oof, that, this is the peak, you know? Havoc saying World of Warcraft, if I'm being honest, and I think that might actually be a lot of people's answers too. Like I, because I was that disappointed was disappointed with that though. Yeah, I I don't think you can deny like, and I'm not talking a numbers game and how wildly successful it got. Right. Uh, but but just looking at the, the number of people that knew online multiplayer gaming was a thing at that time. That you know, I'm not I'm not talking like a couple of friends playing Doom or you know, stuff like that. Uh, I'm talking about, like, all these people massively game. Because if you weren't into EverQuest or Ultima Online, you know, those... Galaxies? Yeah, well, that was... Yeah, yeah, it was the same era. It was era. before. It was the yep. same era, yeah. But if Warcraft you weren't was. in those very specific games, like, you had no idea what genre that was. And then to, like, walk into Stormwind the first time and have the music go up. And I, th- I think a lot of people might give that answer. What about you, Troy? 
Are you kidding me? The first time I walked into Orgrimmar, I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck in that city for a long time. You mean Thunder Bluff, right? Uh, yeah, Thunder Bluff. That's where I started was Thunder Bluff. And I was like, oh, this is cool up on the mesas and stuff. I was a cow. Uh, yeah, then, then my friend ported me to Orgrimmar, and I was like, what is this? How do I get to where I got to get out of here, first of all, and back to where I'm trying to go? Baron uh, Vagabond saying since they're 50, Pong, just controlling something on TV was mind-blowing. So I have, to this day, my dad's Pong system, literally system, gang. Those, in those days, mm -hmm. there was you just turned it on and played Pong. And his Atari and, and stuff like that uh, over at my mom's house. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't get the share in Baron's memory of that, um, because I had all, I had seen Atari and Nintendo before I read. My dad was like, "Well, here, check this out. This was really the first thing you could buy for your home and do this." But I think that's got to be another like seminal moment for a lot of people that were in gaming mm -hmm. for large portions of their life. To Cal says maybe fear because of the AI. That the AI in the original Fear was groundbreaking. Like, no joke, whether you like the game or not, it was groundbreaking AI for the time that would flank you and would lear learn, wasn't what AI learning the way we think of it today, but would learn based on the player's behavior, the best kind of strategy to get around it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'd also say like to a lesser degree, uh, like I, I have memories of playing like, the original Super Mario Brothers with my grandfather, right? And you you watch him and he plays and he, he's like taking the controller and he's like going like this to try to make Mario go over the Oh, the my edge. mom and is then, the like, queen the whole... of that with Mario <laughs> right. Kart. But it, it was the whole like evolution of getting to like the era of the Nintendo Wii and then doing that actually mattered. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I was like, oh my God, like mind blown like this absolutely we used, changes gaming we used to jab my mom so much on that we're like mom you know leaning doesn't help the cart turn yep. right like it's it's not and now well, it does like <laughs> I, right I, and i made a comment to my grandfather about this and he went i was just ahead of my time <laughs> i still to this day catch myself in a shooter when i'm picking around the corner i'll lean my head yeah, yeah i yeah. still to this day so yeah. I I won't I don't do that too often like I I might I might jump at a, a scare or something I Dead Space remake got me twice last night like legitimately got me twice last night and um but I'll sit there and, and I'll I'll play Rocket League and it's like come on <laughs> it's like like I'm trying to will the car into the air how sad is it that my mom used to whoop me and all my friends on world-class track meet on the power pad? <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hands if you played world-class track meet on the power pad with your hands. How <laughs> <laughs> oh. was the best at that shit. <laughs> the best at that shit. Cheetah was a bitch. Cheetah was a cheater. And if you know what I'm talking about, you're old too. Cheetah is a cheater. I, I think one like the obviously the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is my kind of thing, Havoc. That is uh and my kids get it. My kids do it too. Like and it's not just when I'm gaming, but when I'm concentrating on anything, I do the The tongue. Yeah. Uh -huh. I oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike is very famous for that. Yeah. 
I do the tongue oh, out of I, my I saw that face a lot when we were battling over time scores in the <laughs> Astro World, Astro Boy. I mean, when I'm in the zone, whether it's like doing some programming or, or playing a game, and it's not just in the cheek. A lot of people do that, right? Yeah. No, I'm full-blown. <laughs> just go back and watch our raid streams, Dom. And I'm like, come on, guys, taunt, please. I'm going to die. Uh <laughs> I think I I mean I'll tell you what. I mean there's there's a kind of a lot, right? Like Final Fantasy 7 for me was one of those wow, mind-blowing type moments. Um Ooh. just narratively and almost cinematic, but I think like if I have to go PS1 era, Resident Evil. Like the original because that was the first PlayStation game I played ever. Ever. And as much as a video game kid as I was, and Havoc wasn't really into video games, he liked watching them, and, and so did my my mom. But Havoc enjoyed watching them. Um, but so when we, as much as a video game, I had the NES, I got the Super Nintendo for Christmas. Um, I was like, whatever it was, 14 or so, freshman year of high school maybe, or sophomore, early sophomore year, whenever PlayStation was... I, I didn't know that the PlayStation was a thing that was coming or had come out. Like, I just didn't... I never owned the Genesis products. My dad didn't like the company because it was geared more towards adults and we were young kids. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so we always had NES stuff, and that was fine. We didn't care. And it's like a can-do, what Nintendon't. Yeah, I saw... It was a friend of mine reading the Resident Evil strategy guide at school, and I was like, what the hell is that? And he shows it to me, and I'm like, what is this on? PlayStation. <laughs> what the fuck's a PlayStation? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is a PlayStation? Uh, it's a game console. What? Does Nintendo make it? <laughs> like, do I fall asleep? <laughs> like, N64, uh, yeah. yeah. No, PlayStation. And then, yeah, bringing the PlayStation home and Resident Evil, it was... Wow, they can do this. But it, it, like, there are other moments, I think, that do this. Donkey Kong Country on the SNES. Mm -hmm. like, graphics are never going to get better than this, man. Like this looks that that's a real mem that's a real monkey right there. <laughs> they did some amazing like like when you look at it, it's 3D rendered, obviously. And then it's like the 3D renders are then sprite sheeted out like they're cut out and put into like a 2D sprite. It's just it's mind blowing the, the process in which they did that. Uh, it still holds up to this day. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, and uh, then even I, I though think most the original of the... Donkey Kong Country looks better than like modern day Donkey Kong Country yeah. stuff. A lot of the PlayStation Two launch titles, for as terrible as they were, you were like, I, I can't believe a game looks like this. And now we see like incremental improvements, right? We're kind of at the stage where it's like HDR and and improved ray tracing and lighting effects and things like that. Like, you know, how how human can you make a human look in a video game? Well, we're pretty much as far as we can take that before they start looking really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we have uncanny those, valley. Effect. Yeah, we have those like incremental side improvements, better lighting, better environmental design and stuff like that. Not to say that there aren't graphical improvements. Don't misunderstand me. But they're not as like, go look at your Super Nintendo and then go pop in a PlayStation game and you're like, in the span of five yeah. years, how did we how did we figure this out? How did we do this? Uh, you know, I just I just had a real another like moment of like epiphany, which is something that didn't even exist, right? It it was supposed to exist, but it didn't. And I still have this fond memory of 
I, I was a firm subscriber to Nintendo Power, right? I, yeah, I had all the yeah. Nintendo Powers, right? So in Nintendo Power, they were talking about the Nintendo 64 disk drive, right? Yeah. And that whole concept blew my mind because at the time, you buy a game, you play it, that's it. Yeah. There's no changing it. And the disk drive was like, here's a way to update your games and yeah. add more content to your favorite games. Well, and I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, and like, you can do this? Years later, when you become an adult and you're really into video games, if you stick with that, like that becomes one of your adult hobbies and you go back and like, you're like, wow, how did this never make it to the United States? Like the Famicom mm -hmm. disk drive, right? Where you just, yeah. <laughs> you just took your disk out to a kiosk, spent like four bucks, got a new game on it, came home, played that new game till you were done, took the disk back to the damn red box in Japan and you got yeah. yourself a new game. Uh, PS2 bad launch titles. Tekken Tag says watch your mouth. Okay, fair enough. But Summoner, Eternal Ring, like, come on. <laughs> the launch titles for the PS2 were a bit were a bit cock. They were they were a bit Parasite E for Baron Vagabond. That's also a good one. What how about your favorite gaming related memory? Like maybe it's not playing a game, maybe it's getting something as a gift or watching somebody else. Like just a, your favorite gaming related memory, Troy. Uh, mine, mine is easy. It's it's Rift Beta, and they had not introduced the zone events into the game yet. The the rifts and the big zone area zone rift events, and so the first beta where that hit, and the freaking sky went dark, and the voice thundered across across the land. And the kind of just the, the overall feel of the world just changed around me. And this zone event started. I was I literally stopped and I was like, holy shit. That was one of my favorite gaming memories of all time. One of the things that you'll never be able to recreate even later on in new zones with new zone events. That first moment of boom, the world darkens and changes. Some shit's going down. Like it was obvious some shit was going down. And it was awesome. And I loved it. Tikal asking for clarification on the question for favorite memory now or at the time. Like which memory had the best high at the time? However you want to answer. Who cares? We're just having fun talking video games. Yeah. There's no rules today. I threw out the show notes and my two hosts are just like, yeah, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had no clue I mean, this was coming. <laughs> no, not, not in the slightest. I kind of have two that I, I don't know which is better. Uh, one is a more, uh, it's not even recent. It's 15 years at this or longer at this point was uh uh raiding in world of warcraft and uh finishing the four horsemen in the original 40-man version in naxxramas and how complicated and intricate that fight was and spending like a month on it and then finally getting it just like the feeling of that was absolutely amazing and i was so out of my element because <laughs> During during I, I came in like a raid tier before to this guild, right? And then I had brought a friend in because we needed tanks. You needed eight tanks to do this fight, right? And we were just recruiting tanks at this point. So I was like, I got a friend, I could do it. He ended up being super flaky, right? And you know, I, 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 I maybe we might have account shared at the time. <laughs> and uh I had access to his account. Netflix so gonna charge you for up. that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> When he didn't show up, they asked me to log over onto his account and tank, right? So now I'm not a tank, but I was like, all right, let's do it. How difficult could it be? So me tanking on that fight and us getting the first kill ever, like on our server, and not like world kill, but like first kill on our server, first kill on our guild, obviously. Um, 
with me on a tank just was a crazy feeling. And then because of the way the loot system worked, I was able to log off the tank. The loot was in a chest and I was still able to loot the chest and get my tier pants on my rogue. So like that was such a crazy, very unique feeling that like because I was so out of my element on that and felt so proud of that moment. Um, but my my all time, I, I think, favorite gaming memory is it one with the Sega Genesis is I really, really wanted the Sega Genesis. Right? And I asked for the Sega Genesis for Christmas. I don't want anything else. I just want the Sega Genesis. Uh, Christmas comes. It's like the day before like Christmas Eve. And uh, we're at my grandmother's house. My aunt stops by and she gives me a game. And it's like uh, Home Alone uh, 2. I think it was Home Alone 2 on the Sega Genesis. And I'm like, I don't have a Sega Genesis. And then me going... Oh, she probably knows I'm getting a Sega Genesis, so I have a Sega Genesis tomorrow. I'm so excited. And I was just like, oh, I don't have one. Like, I tried to play it off as, like, right. disappointed. You got it for the wrong thing or whatever. And she's like, oh, we, we could exchange it. We could exchange it. Uh, just get it to me, you know, next week or whatever. And I was like, okay. So now the whole night, like, I'm super excited going, I'm going to get I'm Sega getting Genesis. Genesis I'm baby. I'm pumped. I'm going to do I what Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I open all my gifts. There's no Sega Genesis. I am like... <laughs> absolutely <laughs> beyond mad right i'm sitting there like not mad but disappointed you know uh and like, then i man now I, not only do i have to exchange this game but it's freaking home alone too i mean right. god <laughs> right so i remember and i got a, a super nintendo game and we had some time to kill before uh my uh going to my my grandmother's for christmas day or my aunts or whatever we were going for christmas day um so i got all ready because that was the rule. You had to get ready before it's time to leave. That way, like, if you want to go play games, you can come leave immediately when it's time to go. So, did that. Brought my my game downstairs where the, the Super Nintendo was. And where the Super Nintendo used to be, there was a Sega Genesis all set up, hooked oh, up to the TV and ready to go. Awesome. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, I, was, I was mad all over again, but I was so happy. It was like the... Best fake out ever, you know. I got I got the Christmas fake out too. It was with my Super mm -hmm. Nintendo. Uh, we went through. It was just Havoc and I at the time. Our our third brother, uh, Corey, you know him as Lou, wasn't wasn't born yet, and uh, I was convinced I was getting a Super Nintendo. Right, I wanted one so bad. You know, my dad would game with me, so it's like I'm getting a Super Nintendo. <laughs> like, if for no other reason than Dad wants to play Super Nintendo, <laughs> and uh, and so. You go through all the presents and everything. Nothing. I got some good gifts. Like it's not like I was pissed or disappointed or anything, but it was like, oh, you know, didn't get a Super Nintendo. Oh, what is this? You know, they pulled the old Christmas story. What's that behind the desk over there? And Ralphie gets his rifle. Mine was it was behind the couch. It was behind the mm -hmm. couch. I was like, mm -hmm. you sons of So they did the same thing to me. They did mm -hmm. the same thing to me. Well, I, I like, and, and you're right. There's so many gaming memories that we all have. Like to Cal saying, you know, now you'll know why I asked about time because this memory didn't age well. But his is <laughs> at the time it was getting his Atari Jaguar. Yeah, I bet you were happy that day. I bet you were. You're right. It didn't age well. H Havoc, my brother says, doing dead mines for the first time with a group that was the right level for it at my house. That's true. So uh, I, uh, many of you know this, but I was a Final Fantasy XI guy who had been told to try World of Warcraft once or twice, and I was like, "This is stupid. Everybody's got exclamation points over their head. You like know exactly where to go. This is dumb. This is easy. I'm going back to Final Fantasy XI." 
Uh, and then when Havoc finally picked it up, and that was really one of the first games Havoc like dove into. Like, he'd play every once in a while this game or, hey, check this game out. But he was not into gaming, generally speaking, until he picked up World of Warcraft. Like, And then he just dove into that free time, World of Warcraft. And so, all right, fine, I'll start playing it too. I'll play because you know, I I got these people I don't know them though you know they're my guild or whatever you, you come and we'll do stuff we'll level characters together okay fine I'll do it I'll do it my computer I remember I don't know if Havoc remembers this at the time but you know I never had a gaming computer I couldn't afford one I played Final Fantasy XI on the PlayStation Two and um, I had a computer that we thought, okay, maybe it'll be able to run it. We'll play it in low or medium at best, whatever. We'll see how it works. And it would be fine, generally speaking, until you hit things that were a little faster motion. Like if you got on a, a flight path and it did you know, the whole cinematic fly to the next flight path, it was eh. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing's like, <laughs> this just isn't working. Like, there's going to be certain things later in the game I know is not going to be. So we're, like, looking at the specs of the computer, and Havoc is, shows up in my house, and he's like, here's some RAM. Change the RAM out. <laughs> he's like, upgrade this RAM. Like, okay, fine. And we do it, and it works fine. So, yeah, he comes over one time. He's playing on his laptop. Uh, I'm on my desktop. He's I'm in the dining room. I can see him, like, five feet away through in the living room. He's on the love seat. He's playing, and in my house, because I had kids, we've never smoked in my house anywhere I've lived. We, oh, my wife and I always smoked outside because um, we didn't want the house, you know, filling up with that stuff for the kids. And uh, and it smells terrible anyway. And <laughs> so we're like, want to try Dead Mines? You know, it's time. We're like level eighteen. Now you got to remember, this is the original Dead Mines. <laughs> it's a long dungeon. There is no dungeon finder yet. That's not a thing. Um, and so we're okay, two DPS looking for group, dead mines, and we finally get a group. And this, we have never run anything like this in our lives. And we go through, and first boss down, go through, second boss down, you have to CC, like you got to do your job at that time. And the group's like, it's so long. <laughs> yeah, you stay, had to stand outside the instance yelling. Yeah, two DPS, LFG, mm. dead DM. Um, and so halfway through the group's like, okay, let's take a, let's take 10 minutes uh, and everybody, you know, stretch and pee and stuff. Cause we'd been there for like an hour, hour, hour and 15 minutes. And we're like halfway, three quarters of the way through. We go out and smoke. And I remember like smoking and havoc smoking. And I'm just like, this is intense, man. <laughs> like it's fucking dead mines. It's, and I'm just like, this is intense. No, the dungeon didn't kick us out. We ended up finishing it. We ended up finishing it. Then, like, I think about doing, you know, there was a buddy of mine in kindergarten, uh, Ricky, who was, like, my best friend all the way through, like, midway through high school. And we just kind of fell out of touch at that point because we went to two different high schools. Uh, but we used to always game together, and he had, you know, more games than we did. His family was a little more financially better off than we were. And I just remember, like, super punch out, you know, spent sleeping over at his house, and we spent the whole night all night till the sun came up literally trying to beat dragon chan we just could not get that fight down speaking of charles martinet by the way he voiced every single character in that game every single one i'm not joking go look at a cast list he's the voice actor for all of them what about okay what was the first troy like 
the first game that you were like, I might be a little addicted to this game. Like, <laughs> I'm at work or school, and I'm thinking about it, and what I'm going to do as soon as I get there, and I got home, and maybe I should be doing my homework, or I got projects I got to do, you know, bricks to put up on the roof, and no, I'm not going to do it. What is, the, what is the first game there for you? World of Warcraft. Was it? That's that's the one that sucked me in, and I played when I shouldn't be playing, and I didn't do things I needed to do. <laughs> I would I would I would be at work. Uh, I worked at a little carpet store back then, and a lot of time the bosses would go, the owners would go golf or go out of town or go on a cruise and stuff like that. And so all I would do all day was sit there and play World of Warcraft. It's it's the game that finally got me to get consistent internet at my house. Uh, like we would have internet for a few months here and there. And then we'd be like, well, we don't really need this. We'd let it go. World of Warcraft's the reason I started getting consistent internet at the house. And I've had consistent internet at my house ever since then because of online gaming. Baron, by the way, saying that they ran dead minds, not knowing what a dungeon was hard lesson, fast death. Yeah, we all did that. We all did that. <laughs> to Cal saying NCAA 2000 got fired from my first job due to keep calling out sick to do franchise mode. <laughs> <laughs> I and mine I think is MMO too. Like obviously there's been a lot of games that I'm like I can't wait to get home and play that, but they all kind of fell into that bucket of as soon as I beat it, maybe I would play it again, maybe I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, there's something about an MMO because you yeah. know your friends are on. Like yeah. okay, I need to get on because my friends are on. It doesn't matter what the heck else I've got going yeah, on. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Or like San Andreas, where I was so much into that, I could I could jump on and off whenever I wanted to because it wasn't like I was playing with other people or other people to talk to and stuff like that. But with an MMO, it was definitely, you know, hey, my friends are on, man. I got to get on right now. Right. Final, and I agree with you. Final Fantasy XI was probably mine there. What do you got, Dom? Uh, so two, two little things. One is a very different way to answer this question. Uh, not This is not an intentional way to think about it, but I used to play a lot of games like Tetris. And, oh, uh, I didn't even think. My dad and I were freaking addicted we were addicted and, to tetris You're and like right. uh uh what do they call it poyo poyo now yeah. uh, it was dr yeah. robotnik's mean bean machine in the u.s that's the first time i've ever experienced that one on sega genesis right uh i used to play those games so much that i would lay down and close my eyes and only see tetris blocks yeah or poyo i mean that's poyo a legit things. thing it was the like, tetris effect. could not get it out of my head yeah it just that's all i could see just colors shapes so like that that that's one thing of not being able to get out of your head. So that's not exactly what you were looking for there, but but that is it, it, one way to answer that question. Yeah, and, uh, and that's think... absolutely a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've uh, had it. And for me But it's a legit like syndrome almost, or in, in the Tetris yeah. effect or the Tetris syndrome. It's when you're so focused on something that like your pattern of thought and everything just starts revolving around that. For me, uh, and and it kind of coincides with a, a, a launch that happened uh, yesterday. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Goldeneye 007 yeah, played the, the hell out yeah. of that game to the point where I was taking like loose leaf notebook pages and drawing maps and <laughs> studying the maps when I wasn't in the game. And I'm like looking at them in school and I'm like, ooh, this would be a good idea for a level because now they're talking about the 64 disk drive and it'd be cool to get extra levels to put into the game. And it's like one of those things where it's like I'm sitting here trying to design <laughs> multiplayer levels. Uh, and yeah, so is one of those. Um, 
But I, I, have, I have a question for you guys, but I need to tell my story first because I don't want to give away. Because if, if I tell you what the question is and then I tell the story, you're going to know what direction the story is going I'm intrigued. In. Go ahead. So um, similar to you, I never owned like a PlayStation. I was a Nintendo fanboy and I just barely had gotten Sega Genesis at the time. Uh, one of my friends uh, was going to Florida for like a month and he's like, hey, do you want to borrow my PlayStation? Uh He's like, I have these games here. You could try them out. It was like Crash Bandicoot, uh, Final Fantasy VII, and I think it was like Independence Day, which was awful for the record. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, like, sure, let me try it. I've never played a PlayStation in my life. So I got hooked on Final Fantasy VII. I played the hell out of it, and I'm like, I only got a month to play this thing, so I got to put as much time in this as I can. Uh, and... Things were good, and I got, like, to disc two or three, you know, whatever, during the game. Like, I had a, a lot of fun with it. And then he was coming home, and I'm, like, really rushing now to play because I'm trying to, to beat it, and uh, I have, like, a day left. It's the day before he gets home. And I'm playing, and I go to save, and I saved over his game file. Oh. <laughs> oh my question to you what is that one moment of panic you've ever had playing a video game? So uh, what's funny is like you guys, th my my co my co-host here, they have no idea. That, legitimately, they had no idea I was going to throw their show off the rails today. Uh, mm -hmm. And my question, so I actually wrote a second set of show notes <laughs> <laughs> that they don't have. That is like a, a list of these types of questions and some fun variations and stuff. Literally. One of them a little further down that I think is basically yours is what's the biggest real life fight you ever got into because of a game? <laughs> well, I will say that mine ended on a good note. While he was gone in Florida, he ended up picking up the strategy guide for Final Fantasy VII, and he said he missed so much stuff that he wanted to go back and start over anyway, so he actually wasn't mad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, it was, as soon as I did it, it was that sheer moment of panic. I thought I lost me. a Blockbuster rental. And I thought my dad was going to beat the shit out of me. Like, I was convinced, I'm dead. I'm dead. So, the Blockbuster was a thing, and then locally we had uh, Eagle Video, which was like the entertainment portion of the Giant Eagle grocery franchise. And then we had far more entertainment. Um, and that was the blockbuster competitor from the Farmore, which is basically think of a Rite Aid or a Walgreens. That's what Farmore was at the time. And Farmore Entertainment was the one we rented to rented from the most because it was the cheapest. Uh, and Blockbuster, you know, as cool as we may fondly look at it now, it was kind of expensive for for what they were doing at the time. They, they were the most expensive dogs on the market for new releases in particular. And um, we had rented a Super Nintendo game. And yeah, exactly. To Cal, to Cal knows, if you lost it, you bought it. Like retail price, but not real retail price. The $50 NES game was going to cost $79.99. And I was terrified. It was due to go back. I had started looking for it the night before so that I could get it prepped to ride my bike down after school and take it back. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Next day before school, I get up a little early. I can't find it. I can't find it. Go to school. I'm like sweating. 
<laughs> like shitting bricks. I'm going to be grounded. My ass is going to get beat. Like I, oh my God, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Get home. Can't find it. Can't find it. I know Blockbuster's closing at like 9 p.m. It's 8.30 and I got to go tell my dad I can't find this and it was due back today. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? Oh, God. So I go and tell him. And he's like, what, the that game? And I'm like, yeah, I can't find it. He's like, I took it back yesterday. Wasn't it due yesterday? And I'm like, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Not only... Have I been sweating about this for 24 hours? But you robbed me of being able to play it last night by taking it back early. You son of a bitch. What about you, Troy? My World of Warcraft account got hacked one time. Oh. And we're talking, um, we had, I was in a big raiding guild and we had participated in a bunch of events where, you know, the biggest raiding guilds on our server bring your biggest DPS and let's see who's the big dick. And I was second or third in almost all of those. Uh, I, I had the gear, I had the knowledge, I had everything I needed, and it got hacked. And just like that, it was all gone, and it devastated me. I was—I still remember the account was logged in, and I knew it was logged in because I was in Discord with some of my guildmates. They were saying, "Yeah, you're you're logged in. You're selling stuff. Like you keep messaging people to sell stuff. <laughs> you're selling I'm stuff, like, and it happens to look like everything we saw you wearing. Uh, it's really yeah. weird. They're like you're naked and you're selling stuff, and I'm just like, and I'm like emailing uh, Blizzard, and I'm like panicked, and I'm like cussing, and I'm like, I'm I'm sending nice emails, I'm sending dirty emails, I'm sending panicked emails. Like I don't know what to do, and I was just absolutely devastated that I, I ended up getting some of the stuff replaced, but not all of it. Uh, so I had to rework to get some of that stuff, but yeah, I was just, I was panicked and devastated that night. Cause I, I still remember this day, my computer was up against this wall over here and I was just sitting there staring out the window that's over there, just knowing that my account is logged in <laughs> he's, he's, for somebody else, I could just giving all Troy my stuff away. Sitting in his computer, leaning back, looking out the window forlornly, a light rain falling outside <laughs> and all of a sudden all you hear is. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking of uh, Mad World myself. <laughs> I mean, wow, wow was everything to me at that point. Like it was, it was what I did. It was who I was in that moment, and that 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 tore me up, man. I was, I was Baron Vagabond in chat says broken mad, Atari sad. controller, or so I thought. When Dad got home, his first words were, "I broke the controller." Here's a new one. <laughs> dads were good for that weren't they they were good for that stuff uh what about the first console dom that was yours personally yours now you didn't have to buy it yourself you could have gotten it as a gift that the the source doesn't matter but it wasn't like your dad's or the family's this was dom's right. console um so me and my brother are four years apart my very first one that was ever given to me was the original nes because uh my grandfather just gave it to me uh because I, I would go over his house and play his uh, his uh, not my father, but it was one of my uncles. Uh, I'd play his his Nintendo over there all the time. So he brought me one, but I was really too old to even grasp the concept that it, oh this is mine. So uh, every console after that was always me and my brother. We had to share the the you know the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the uh, Dreamcast, the N sixty four, the GameCube, uh, the PlayStation One, 
Uh, PS2 was the first one I bought with my own money. Um, so so that one was, was mine. Uh, but I did have an Xbox for a very brief window, the original Xbox with those giant controllers that nobody liked, uh, that I remember my aunt bought for me uh, as a gift. Uh, and then uh, my brother moved out with some friends or something, and then uh, he ended up taking it, thinking it was his, and then he sold it, so I don't have it anymore. It's the only console that I've ever owned that I don't own Which one? anymore. Uh, the original Xbox. Oh, all right. Mine was, the one that, first one that was mine was the Super Nintendo uh, for as a Christmas gift, and the PlayStation was the, PlayStation 1 was the first one I paid my own money for. The NES was not mine. It was actually a gift from my grandmother to my mother for her birthday, not because my mom was ever like really big into video games or anything, but it was like the new wild electronic you had to have in the United States. And my mom was always like a techie, not necessarily video games, but always into tech. And so my grandmother mailed her one. Uh, my grandmother moved to California later in her life. Pittsburgh was just not going to cut it anymore. We had winter. And so she, <laughs> so she flees to California and just mailed it to my mom so the, the nes was not mine the super nintendo was and then the playstation one was the first one i bought now from there on out every every console from there on out i bought with my own money with the exception of the playstation 2 that was a christmas gift from my mom and that was the like the last console i got as like a christmas gift because that was i was like 18 19 when that came out and so Literally about a year and a half later, I had moved out into my own place. So, yeah. Troy? I had to Google it to make sure it was the right one. Atari <laughs> Oh, Baron says, does the Amiga 500 count? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Mm. Atari 5200. Mm. See, mine was uh, my, the 2600 is the one we had, and it was my dad's. So I can't claim that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one was a gift to me. Was that the 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 black and silver one with the like little rainbow? Yeah, the, it had the uh, yeah. it's got the big controller with all the number the number pad at the bottom yep. of it. Yeah, and the the beer holder, the the, yeah. the, the door <laughs> the door on the top that was just like, yeah the door on the top that's supposed to hold controllers. I don't remember the controllers fitting in there very well. No, they did not at all. We're gonna skip the biggest real life fight because uh, we kind of. I I, I just will say really quick, because I did want to comment on that one. I Go never had a real-life fight over a video game, but my brother did. Uh, the My uh, next-door neighbor's cousin was over. The two of them were playing Goldeneye, and my the, the uh, uh, my neighbor's cousin, he was spawn camping my brother, and my brother took the Nintendo 64 controller and swung it like a nunchuck and clocked him right in the head. <laughs> oh my gosh. And... Uh, he had a, a welt for like a week and a half, the size, like an egg on his, on his head. I guess the, the fight wasn't mine, but it was over my game. Um, so growing up, I was in a not great area of town uh, where we grew up. But I had we lived at the bottom of a hill, right? And at the top of the hill, uh, the further you went up the hill, it just like got more and more depressed cash flow wise. And the top of the hill was a bunch of projects. We're talking about probably about an eight block, pretty you know substantial hill, big residential area. Uh, but I hung out up there with all of my friends all the time. And I'm, I'm surprised I was a dork. Uh, I mean, you might be stunned to hear that. <laughs> you might be, no, that's not possible. How could somebody as cool as you have yeah, been but a you're dork? Yeah, so cool, Mike. I know, I know. <laughs> I was a dork. 
uh, it was into you know magic, as in making cards and women and coins disappear and saw them in half. I still do that professionally. It's much cooler when you do it professionally than when you you're saw like coins in half. Like yeah, then when you're like eleven and you're like, want to see a card trick? I'm like, God, no, please don't make me watch a card trick. But uh, the the benefit there was like uh, it was also like very big in gangs. Right. That was like a really big it was getting a bigger East Coast, West Coast, Bloods, Crips, like all that type of stuff was mainstream news and, and things like that at, the, at that time. And we had that in our neighborhood. Problem was, I, I knew all of them. Like, I, it didn't matter which, you know, I taught them all how to cheat at cards. Like, I just here's how you palm and here's how you do this and here's how you do this. So there was a friend in grade school that I had lent Dick Tracy to. The NES game, Dick Tracy. And a bunch of weeks later, I tried to go up the hill to his house and get it back. And he wasn't really like a friend. He was an acquaintance. And and he was like, nah. And he closed his door. Like, he slammed his door. And I spent like a week and a half trying to get this back. Now, why he wanted to keep this game, I have no idea. The game was horrible. It was awful. <laughs> so, But I'm trying to get my game back. Like, my dad's like, hey, did you get that game back? And I'm like, Dad, I'm not, he wasn't home. You know, like I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like, yeah, he slammed the door in my face. And so I'm talking to uh, another friend of mine, Keisha. No, Chucky Havoc. Chucky. Uh, up on Kincaid. Um, so he, he's, uh, he, he lives up the hill. About a block and a half up the hill is this girl, Keisha, that I was friends with. Now, Keisha was like a foot and a half taller than she should have been for her age. Like, we were in, whatever, fourth grade, fifth grade, and she was, like, five and a half feet tall. Like, and she was not a woman that you, even in fifth grade, she was not a woman with which to be trifled, right? She, you did not mess with Keisha. And I'm talking to a bunch of people, and Keisha's there, and he's like, you're talking about him? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. What'd he do? And I tell him what he did. Come on, come with me. And we... <laughs> down and she bangs on his door like she's the fucking police <laughs> bangs on his door <laughs> Chucky get out here and Chucky comes out he's what are you don't know my mom's gonna like we're in the fifth and sixth grade we're not 15 16 17 years old we're 9 10 11 years old <laughs> and this whole story is playing out Friday style right <laughs> Chucky comes out on the porch and she whoops the shit out of that kid you give Mike his game back. And I'll go right. She smacking. He goes in, gets the game, gives it back. He's just like, take it home. I'm like, all right, thank, thanks, Keish. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I got Dick Tracy back. I don't think I ever played the damn thing again. <laughs> so I wasn't involved in the fight, but it was a fight over my game. So I count it. I count you caused it. it. You caused it. I certainly caused it. What's your fondest memory, Troy, of playing a game with someone else? With somebody else? Oh man, trying and trying to with my friends, uh, with, with Bob and Levi, absolutely one of my favorite game memories of all time. Those games were fantastic in co-op trying three, not so much. It wasn't a great, a great game, but trying one and trying two, we played for hours and it's all we wanted to do while we were playing it. Uh, every time we take a break, we'd come back. We're like, okay, are we ready? Are we ready? Let's go. Let's play trying. Uh, it's absolutely one of my favorite gaming memories of all time. <laughs> Havoc says dead mind story again. Lol. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Go ahead, Dom. Uh, I've uh, two. One one's really short. Uh, would uh, 
snipper clips. Uh, Torchwick's not the... streaming after the show today, so we're not under any time crunch if, if you guys don't have a hard stop. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, snipper clips on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I was playing with a friend of ours, uh, uh, Burn uh, Omikins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, was just trolling the hell out of her and just like ruining the puzzles as bad as possible, cutting her in half, and she was getting visibly upset and mad and like just that brought me so much joy uh but i think like one of my all-time favorite games with friends is when just recently a couple years ago actually uh i think like a year year ago maybe two at this point i don't i think it was a year uh when mike shafnett decided to take a shot at streaming again or streaming for the first time i don't know what it was but uh uh we got together and we played uh phasmophobia and he's a big wuss and uh uh he got (laughs) in a room and i closed them in and the ghost spawned in there but it wasn't like the i'm gonna kill you spawn it's the like i'm gonna haunt you spawn just like make myself visible and like the audible noises that came out of his mouth like brought me so much joy i i can't even describe the like it it was so much fun to cal saying going to my cousin's house in georgia for summers as a kid playing street fighter 2 for hours and then making a lot of typo corrections because apparently his wife's asking him about skittles colors that must be an interesting conversation uh i don't know what would spawn a conversation about the colors (laughs) that skittles come in but uh havoc says or our first run through kara yeah like if you think havoc and i were stunned at the dead mines then we get attuned and you know do the, the heroic keys and all that shit and finally get attuned to Kara and go to Kara. I mean, that just blew our mind. Baron says, oh. Caveman Olympics, playing all of my friends from around the neighborhood. Good times, funny. <laughs> I also want to throw in, uh, I forgot, Goldeneye once oh, again. Right, yeah. uh, w- me and my friends, we used to get together and like I remember we'd play in his basement and he we made like special cardboard dividers to block everybody's views so you could screen yeah. like, that's how absolute crazy we were playing this game this is serious uh, tony yeah, stop it, looking it at really my tv was. it's because everybody would get because I, I was undefeated in the game and it's because i did screen cheat i'm not even gonna lie like i was the reason they did it but it's like i memorized all the maps all the spawns and everything and i had grenade launchers and i just like fire them around corners as they're spawning because I knew exactly like how to force spawn somebody to a location. Like if you kill them here, they're going to spawn here if another player is over here. So like I would kill somebody, run to another spot, force them to spawn and as they're spawning, run to where they are and like already be firing a grenade. They'd be dying as they're spawning. So frustrating and proximity mines launching all the spawn points with proximity mines. They just stopped playing with me at one point. It's just ridiculous. I have a ton of memories of playing video games with my dad. And my dad sadly passed away in his early fifties, way too young. Um, and it was, you know, in the early what is the exact year? I don't I don't even remember. I think he's like fourteen years ago now. So he's been gone a while. But I have so many just memories of playing games with my dad. Like we rented Hal's Hole in One Golf from Farmore Entertainment for the Super Nintendo. Neither one of us golfed. We just we just didn't. We 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 didn't golf. He picked that one. I'm like, why would you pick a golf game? We had no clue how to play. Farmore didn't put the manuals in the box. We have no clue how to play this. The first hole is taking us 200 strokes. Because we can't figure out the three-click meter because we have no frame of reference for that type of thing back then. Like, when you see it on the screen now, you're like, okay, click, click, click. No, we have no idea. 
or playing Zelda and, and holding competitions because we could both beat the game. Pretty, uh, We were pretty proficient at it. Maniac Mansion on the NES is another one. We had the original version where you could actually put the hamster in the microwave. Um, if you know, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was that was like one of the first games I ever heard of getting a patch or a fix. Like they they stopped print, made a coding change, and then started reprinting again. So there's two versions of that game. Um, just so many great memories. And then with my mom too, uh, Donkey Kong Country was ours. Minecart Mayhem was just an absolute blast to sit on the living room floor and play with my mother, who just could not beat that level. Just could not beat that level. And then, of course, you know, the raiding stuff with Havoc, because I did a lot of Final Fantasy XI's version of raids isn't exactly the way you think of a raid, uh, but I did a lot of guild content there. But uh, World of Warcraft was like the first time I had real-life friends or relatives in the guild, right? Because my wife was in my Final Fantasy XI guild, but we had to take turns. We had to take turns um, because it was... We didn't have a computer for the longest time that could do it. So, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. Um, Gaming-related thing, Troy, that you saved up and bought for with your own money, whether it's a console, a game itself, uh, a cool gaming piece of swag. First one you remember saving. I'm going to save up my cash and buy that. Like The one that I really had to save up for and... Like I saved it for some Nintendo games, some NES games and stuff back in the day. But the one that I really remember saving up for because I'm I'm weird about spending money sometimes, and so I had saved up and saved up and saved up for my birthday to buy my PlayStation Two and San Andreas and The Incredible Hulk and something else. I think I think about three games. So we go to Best Buy, and I'm there. And this is the reason I've saved up this money. This is the reason I have this money. Yeah, you socked to go. all this money aside specifically for this. Yes, and it hasn't hurt us or anything. This is just my extra money that I've put aside. So I get there, and I've got the PlayStation 2 in my hands. I've got the games I want in my hands. We start walking up to the cash register, and I start busting out into a legit cold sweat. I have got sweat pouring off of me, and we're standing there in line, and my wife looks at me. She goes, are you okay? And I was like, I think I fixed to put all this back. And she's like, why would you do that? And I was like, because I don't, I don't know if I could spend this money on this. Honey, this is was, five bills. <laughs> a lot of money. And she's like, this is what you've been saving up for. It's your birthday. You should get what you've been saving up for. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I set it up on the register. And I'm still, I'm just sweating and I'm shaking. And I finally buy the stuff and I get home. And of course, San Andreas, uh, as we talked about earlier, becomes one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, but man, that, that tore me up spending that money. Baron Vagabond, uh, uses the, I mean, I think their computers, their keyboard is stuck. Their reply to everything is just Amiga 500. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm the PlayStation one is probably again, same thing. Try I had bought video games before save up, a mm. you know, money over three or four weeks of pins setting and then go buy an, a game. But the PlayStation one was like the first big spend of my own money for somebody that wasn't an adult, didn't have a day-to-day -day job and a paycheck every two weeks, was working once a week, making like $20, $25 and saving it up to, to go do that. And Havoc actually went with me. We went to Toy Kingdom. That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, bought the PlayStation, bought Resident Evil, 
uh, took it home, started playing it. And you guys know, many of you may know the whole story. If you don't at some point, come ask me on a stream. I don't want to belabor it since I've told this story before. But the short version of the problem with Resident Evil was they didn't tell me to buy a memory card. Um, and mm. I didn't have any more money. I had already come home. I'm not going to have money for like two weeks or so. I, I got really good at Resident Evil from the beginning. Like really good from just booting it up and having to play and not being able to stop. Mm. You missed Toys R Us. Nothing was good as getting that ticket and taking it in the counter. Oh, I remember that. Havoc says mm -hmm. first collector's edition of WoW's expansion pack. So that would have been Wrath, right? Because didn't we we joined Burning after Crusade? Burning Crusade was yeah, because yeah. 70 was the level cap when Havoc and I yep. really started playing. So BC was already out. Wrath would have been the one there. Dom. Um, so I mean I bought a PS2 on my own, but it happened to like coincide with i already had the money for it at the time so i didn't really like have that whole moment of like i'm saving up for this um but i'd say that uh probably the one that i actually like put some money aside uh was actually when i was a bit older uh and i had a job and bills and and other stuff to worry about and pay off was uh the the wii u right and it was just like i didn't Boy, there's feel a, the need to get it when it few, first came out. There's a few Hondo I bet you wish you had back. <laughs> no, I'm actually <laughs> I'm I'm not upset with the purchase. Um, like I, I remember like not not really having the money for it at the time, and it's like I could buy it, but I I'd rather not. Maybe I'll just put a little bit of money aside here and there as it goes, and and I'll decide whether or not I, I get it. And then like then they released the the special Zelda version of the Wii U, you know, and it's like okay, now I'll buy it. Because uh, I think th Mario 3D World just came out around that time as well. I think it, it was when Mario 3D World came out. That's when I was like, okay, I need a Wii U now. Um, and I, I enjoyed the hell out of the game. I played the hell out. I still never finished Wind Waker to this day. I, I got so aggravated with the sailing. What? But, uh, oh, I'm glad that I bought the, uh, the Zelda console. Did you buy, have you played like the new version of it, the updated version? That has streamlined a lot of those long sailing yet, sections yet. and stuff. So you, you never I'm, went back. I will. I want to go back and go through literally every Zelda game. That's gonna be something that I do. Gotcha. Uh, at some point, but uh, I will get to it. So I have not yet. Uh, somebody asked in chat earlier, by the way, or am I, is one of my questions your biggest gaming disappointment? No, no. You're missing the point of the show. <laughs> Positivity here. Positivity. Gaming's supposed to be fun. Yeah, what's your best gaming fight? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, hey, man. <laughs> I didn't get my ass kicked that day. I didn't either. I didn't exactly. either. <laughs> Takao says, do more of these shows. I know you got to cover the news and stuff, but I do, I do love these episodes, but I think this is one of your best ones. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Uh, da, 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 da. I only got a couple more, gang. I'm not going to keep you sure. too long. Uh, anybody have somewhere they absolutely got to be? I got, th uh, I got three I more. Got a, I got another like 10 minutes. For okay. Yeah. No problem. Uh, the thing you wish Dom that past gamer you knew mm -hmm. based on what today you knows about gaming. Okay. Uh, past, past me would know not to buy things immediately when you don't have a chance <laughs> to play them. Um, <laughs> Baron literally just typed in chat. Did Dom ever open that game like 10 seconds before you showed that in fact you had not? Mm. 
Mm. What about you, Troy? What do you want? Same problem, except with board games. Um, I have so many unplayed board games that aren't even opened yet uh, because I buy them. And then, like, you know, we eventually get to them. But not immediately. <laughs> like, so it's board games for me. I would go back and give former me uh, a list of the 10 items that I want you to buy three of and leave two sealed. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's a list of 10 games that it doesn't matter how much dad fights you on. You got to get him to buy three, play one, and leave the other two sealed in a dark closet. They're sleepers on the same mindset as me. Don't throw those boxes away. See, luckily, I still have mine because I did come from a dad who was a collector uh, of things. And so, like, I do have weird sealed stuff that somebody my age just should not be able to obtain because of my dad. So I still have my SNES boxes and things like that. I have a sealed copy of Demon Souls on like the PS2 or 3 or whatever it was. Very, I have a sealed copy of Final Fantasy 3 for the SNES. Nice. Uh, can I also extend this to no. uh, my my Steam library as well? No. Like maybe not buy games that you don't like you intend on playing, but you Isn't never ever everybody? get around to. That's, no, Isn't that doesn't that count. That's all of us. Uh, thing you wish you could change about gaming today to make it more like the way you remember gaming in the past, Troy. We all have these like positive memories of gaming that I think. A lot of people in gaming today, just they're not going to have some of these. They'll, they'll obviously have their good moments and their moments with friends and family and the, you know. But what do you, what would you change today just to make it a little more, if you could, like the way you remember it being, whether that's actually the way it was or not? <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. Uh, I remember games working when I bought them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, they weren't all that way. But if it was a buggy mess, it just failed. And there was no coming back and fixing it. There was no updating it. It, it either worked when you put it out or it didn't. And yeah. and some of my favorite games, they just worked when I put them in. Yeah. 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 I think we're on the same track as I was going to say, uh, like removing the the digital and the online updating aspect of it. Because games which can Which can be great. But the problem they is they're coming out incomplete. Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 kind of on the same page with that one. Yeah, I wish like it hadn't turned into such a a struggle to just make a game. Like there's so many bars over just being able to make a good game, and not that it can't be done, and not that many don't do it. Hi-Fi Rush is phenomenal, by the way. Absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't played it on Game Pass, it was a shadow launch during the Bethesda Xbox show. If you like rhythm games and anime-inspired, you know, cell shade, oh, fantastic, fantastic game. I played it this afternoon. I'm going to play it again later. Um, but, yeah, it's easy to sit here and say, I wish it wasn't as much of a business as it is. Uh, and I don't think that's fair. That's not like a small little thing I could change about the industry. It's always going to be that way from now on. But I, I, just, I just wish that... I just wish that the whole industry didn't go there where everything's got a battle pass everything's got a loot box even if it's a single player game it's going to try and force some type of recurring monetization uh i think that unfortunately you know i know that's not going to go anywhere right because that is the yep. norm for the kids right. that were our age and that you know? all falls and under I have to, the I keep it, category as my kids were growing up i had to explain this is not the way it should be 
This is yeah. you. Your friends think this is gaming and normal. It's not. There was a better way. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that all falls under the umbrella category yeah. of like not being able to be online, right? You're not going to have battle passes and all this stuff if the games aren't online. Like that. Last... Online gaming is great, but like there's a whole part of it that's destroying gaming at the same time. Last one, Dom. Your favorite sure. weird or quote unquote bad game? Hmm. Hmm. Land parties. Oh, I miss land parties. On MMO Bomb Show, Troy, we talked about midnight releases last week. Remember? I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was a nostalgia moment. Midnight releases. We got a lot of great answers on that show, but land parties. That's another nostalgia moment. I, I want to say for me, it's not it the. Hmm. It's not a bad game, but it was a game that I looked at and upon looking at it is like, why would I, why would anybody play this? It was so weird. Uh, it was a, a Sega Genesis game uh, and it's kind of, I think, like a cult classic favorite now. Um, Rocket Pig, I think it was called. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you look at it and you're like a pig that's in a knight costume with a sword that can launch himself like a rocket. And it's like, what is going on? It's like in a fantasy setting, and it's like, it's so strange. It's so quirky. But actually is playing it, it, it's so Rocket much fun. Is it called Rocket Pig? Is it called Rocket Pig? I think it's called Rocket Pig. I don't know. Is it Rocket Knight? Rocket Knight, that's that probably it. it. I, I, could, I think yeah. I can picture the box. Rocket almost, Knight Adventures. Rocket yeah, Knight yeah, Adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost looks like, um, like a dog in a Ghosts and Goblins yeah, so it's outfit. not a pig. It's like a um. What it, I don't even know what he is. It's I don't like know a what possum. it is either. I knew what you were talking about, but I was like, I he's, a possum. He's, a yeah. he's a possum. Yeah, he's a possum. He's a possum. Your favorite weird or bad game, Troy? What do you got? Tecal, I think it'd be cons- thinks he's an aardvark. <laughs> I think it would be a weird game because most people would say, "Why would you play this instead of Goldeneye?" But back in the day, instead of Goldeneye, we always played Army Man Sarge's Heroes. And oh, it was kind yeah. of the same that deal. Was it was it was a split a screen four yeah. player, and and we never really got into Goldeneye. I owned Goldeneye, and I played Goldeneye by myself. But as a group, it was always Army Men, Sarge's Heroes. That's that's the one we always played. Yeah, those, and I just they, think most people are like, bad. why would you play that over weird. Goldeneye? Yeah, yeah. And those are if if you ask somebody like name classic first person shooters you played a ton of, but you're not allowed to say Goldeneye, you'll hear that. And what's the other Time Splitters? Time Splitters is another one you hear a lot of. Ikari Warriors on the NES for Takao. That's a great game. I'm going to go with the weird uh, Coldcept on the PlayStation 2. And th- there was some after that in uh, on other systems and on handhelds. It's a, s- a series I wish they would do something with now. Uh, but they haven't for a very long time. Um, it was. It's almost like, Troy, this would be right up your alley. It is a blast. It's basically Monopoly, Monopoly and Magic the Gathering having a baby. Where you you go around a board, you're gaining points as you go around the board. There's a whole PVE with uh, storyline, and then you could play locally with friends. Um, but yeah, it's trying to take over properties by dropping monster cards. And if you land on somebody's, and you can try to battle it and take the spot, or if you don't have anything in your hand that's worth you know taking that risk, you just pay the rent. And yeah, Coldcept, C U L D C E P T. Nice series. The one of the best ones is the original on the PlayStation Two. A little weird game, uh, if you can get your hands on it. No game of the week game uh, the, this week from any of the three of us. None. I think, gentlemen, this was such a good palate cleanser for me. 
just I hope you enjoyed coming along. Yeah, on this it was ride. it was Good. super enjoyable. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, go down to the comments and you recommend a game for us to play that we really need to check out. And, and I don't care if it's back on the NES or on the PlayStation 5 today or on PC. It doesn't matter. Trust like me, most of us still own NESs and the such yeah, anyway. Trust so. me, wink, wink, we'll find a way to play it. <laughs> let, 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 let us know of course Mike we'll, has a steam deck just for that <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next week with another episode of gaming gumbo until then troy where can everybody find you hey i'm on social media everywhere at noob fridge dom uh you can find me down below at uh itzista xizta i'm mike burn you can follow me right there at magic man one but more importantly follow at rc radio r-a-i-d-e-o and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast streamer or anything else. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. You had a second set of show notes this whole time and you didn't even share it with us? How dare you? I did not. <laughs>